The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. And you're welcome back to The Last Word. Well, if you're with us for the sports there at five o'clock, you would have heard Stephen Dole bring us the sad news that John Motson, the legendary BBC football commentator, has died today at the age of 77. Motty spent 50 years at the BBC and covered over 2,000 games on radio and television. And if you weren't aware of the voice and the excellent commentary, you might have recognised him from his trademark sheepskin coat broadcasting from the sidelines. We have with us, of course, the other great commentator from the BBC and, of course, with us here on Today FM throughout the year. Mark Lawrenson will bring you in in just a moment. But for anybody who hasn't heard of John Motson or just wants to relive some of his great moments, have a listen to this. That's a fine ball. Hansen to rush. They seem to find angles other teams don't appreciate. Lee. Dalgleish. Lee again. Robinson. Back heel to Dalgleish, surely. Yes, it was. It's on here. And Dalgleish has scored. A quite magnificent goal. Down the fourth official has got the board. Reese's cross. Oh, it's four minutes. Gerard! He's got it! Oh, Stephen Gerard! Just when he looked injured and out of it, has equalised for Liverpool. With 90 minutes gone, it's 3 3 in surely the best cup final of modern times. Oh, Brady won it beautifully. in this second half forward it goes again by Kinsler Quinn heads on oh surely this time for Keane and Ireland do it Robbie Keane in the second minute of stoppage time has scored the equaliser look at these scenes just look at these scenes you could fill an entire show with clips of John Motson. As I said, Mark Lawrenson is with us. Mark, you worked with him for many years. My commiserations on a day like this. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I'd, I'd heard the other week that he was uh, <clears throat> a little bit frail and it would appear the conversation I had, it was only a matter of time, unfortunately, until he's passing. But uh, it's great bringing back all those memories. Um, somebody, I did an interview today and, and they said to me, if we say to you, John Motson, what's the first thing you say? And I went, Rain Man. <laughs> and the guy went, what? I said, honestly, he was like Rain Man insofar as, you know, he was an outstanding commentator, but he brought statistics into it as well. He was the first person really to give all the statistics as well. And he was, if I did, I mean, I've done a few World Cups with him and European Championships and FA Cups and all those kind of things. And he worked this way. So he'd ring me the day before, all good, Laro, yeah, everything. Uh, I think I'll have the teams later and all those kind of things. So he's kind of preparing you for the next day. I'd turn up probably two and a half hours before the game. He'd meet me, say hello, and he'd say, right, see you, see you in the commentary box. And that was it. I never saw him until, say, the kickoff was three. It would be five, two. And he'd wrote the teams out for me, wrote the pronunciations out, only because he wanted everything to be absolutely spot on. That's, that's why I called him Rain Man. And in those days, if you remember that, um, he used to be able to get the teams from the managers the day before and it was like a code of silence. He never never gave the team to anybody else. But it, it, it was just that way of an operator. But off the pitch, he liked to drink, he liked to enjoy himself. 
he wouldn't have been the greatest traveller. Um, you felt like he's kind of carer stroke baggage man <laughs> stroke valet. All these European airports used to go through, and he said, "Oh, me, me." He said, "Laura, you couldn't help me with my bag," which basically meant, "Can you pick my suitcase up and 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 hump it into the into a checkout and everything like that?" And I remember one day we're in Switzerland, and we checked in, and we checked in automatically, which was very unusual at the time. I mean, how on earth I did it because I'm useless, but he was he was no chip way he was doing it. So we got we got we got the bags on board and everything, went through um, checkout, the whole kind of everything we had to do. And as we're walking along, he said, "Oh, he said I've, I've got a little bit of news for you." I said, "What's that, John?" He said, "I've changed my pre-flight drink," and I went, "What?" He said, yeah, yeah. He said, he said, I quite like vodka now before we fly because, you know, I'm not a really good flyer. But it's basically meant, Loro, go to the bar, buy him a drink and sort him out. But, um, <laughs> yeah. And also at night, you know, if, if, if we had a night game and we stayed in the hotel. We'd always go back to the hotel, have a, just a late drink, not go mad or anything. And he insisted with his drink, he drank whiskey. With his drink, he'd have a cheese toasty. Now that tells you everything about the man. <laughs> Mark, you mentioned there the level of knowledge he had, the effort yeah. he put in. But obviously other people become a voice of a sport and you think of greats in racing like Peter O'Sullivan. Yes. If it's golf, it's Peter Alice. If it's Formula yes. One, it's Murray Walker. They also need that turn of phrase as well as the knowledge. And he certainly had it. Yes, yes, so, uh, un- undoubtedly. And, and the lines he came up with at the right moment. I think that's the thing with these guys. It's just getting the, the whole thing right. He never, in all the big games that we co- co- commentated and I co-commentated, he, he never, ever, he got the pitch right, as in, you know, where, where the game should be commentated, not high, not low, absolutely perfect. He never, ever made a mistake in the big games, which is when you think about how many games he's done, is is absolutely fantastic. I think he's, the other thing, he had great competition from Barry Davis, in those days, and it, it was a it was a healthy competition as well. I think it drove both of them on, and he was just he was just a, a great man, and he wasn't easy to work with for for people like producers, because he'd be up in the on the on the on the gantry before the game, and he'd want his papers in the right place. He'd have his have to have a cup of coffee before, and all those kind of things. And it was a little bit difficult in 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 getting to the hockey as it was, but once once it started, he was fine. And if you ever fell fell out with any of the uh, any of the producers or anything like afterwards, there was always coming out buy you a drink. I shouldn't have shouted at you. All those kind of things. And oh, I mean, I've got I've got a list of all the games: FA Cup finals, World Cups, European Championships. Of all the games, what did he prefer to do? Was it the weekend third round of the FA Cup? Was it the big England games during the World Cup? What did he like? Well, so don't forget, match of the day was just highlights. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, it wasn't live for the, for, for the commentators, although they did it live. Um, so I would say I'm just the, the really, really big games. I mean, um, we were, I don't know if you remember when, when they brought the golden goal rule in. I think mm-hmm. it was in Austria and, and Belgium or wherever, where, Austria, Switzerland, wherever it was. And we were commentating that day and it was uh, France versus Italy. And he was a little bit worried about this golden goal thing because it was a new thing. It was like, you know, giving someone a new toy. And he was a little bit worried about it. And he got a little bit kind of fret up before we started. Anyway, we, we started commentary absolutely fine. Not a lot, lot happened in the first half. John Motson always had this A5, sorry, A4. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was like a backed 
piece of paper so he could write on it. And he had a green pen, a red pen, a black pen, and a blue pen. And he would know the teams, and he would write all these, write the names down, and how you pronounce them, and little bits, a couple of lines about them, appearances, goals, all those kind of things. You know all about the referee, everything on this on this A4 board, for want of a better de description. This particular day, so we get to half time, and nothing's happened, and there's a bottle of water, and I just opened the bottle of water, and I spilt it all over his board. Well. Honestly, you think I was just told him I was going to chop his head off in half an hour. And he gave me this stare, which were like, wow. And I and I didn't know what to say, but I knew he had to break the ice. And he would just looked at his shoes and thinking, oh, my God. Anyway, I said, John, look, I'm really, really sorry. But let's be fair. You know absolutely everything that's on there. I could question you on all of it and you'd get it right. And he went, you're right, Laurel. Let's get on with it. A lot of people in commentary have it's a job was he a lover of football did he love the game yes. yeah absolutely loved it uh Watford fan go to all the Watford games when he could he was at Sutton a couple of weeks ago went to watch Sutton United because he did one of the famous uh commentaries when I think uh did Sutton beat somebody like Coventry many years ago I think John did that commentary so no he no he's a, a big lover of football by the way massive lover of the racing um and you know obviously the poor boy's gone but if he'd been around he would have been at cheltenham in a couple of weeks most definitely it, by the way having hospitality would always make sure he got that <laughs> no doubt you would too mark lawrenson thank you very much for joining us the last word with matt cooper weekdays from 4 30 today